Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. What's shaking, Logan? Well, football, Keeneland, you guys have already talked about that stuff. What are you doing for running? Mm, getting back into it. Got Philadelphia coming up. Maybe it'll have already happened by the time uh, this podcast airs. I'm not sure. November 18th. Uh, it'll be okay. It won't be great. I'm healthy. Okay. That's no good. aches and pains, which is, you know, plus one for a 46-year-old runner. Uh, speed's not really going to be there because I've been doing too much stuff. My running has been sporadic at best. Okay. Uh, I'm carrying a little LBs that I don't want to carry. Hopefully I can get them off in the next couple weeks. So, you know, whatever. But... Yeah, it's been good. I mean, it's been fine to get back into it. I got an award. I got not an award. I got a. I got an email from Marriott thanking me, and I'm not going to tell you the number because it's embarrassing. It's not. It, it is not a. Uh, it's not a. It's not a thing. It's not a good thing. Okay. Thanking me for the number of nights I've stayed. Now understand, Marriott is where we stay as a team hotel when our kids swim. Yep. Uh, but that's not enough. That's not that's, that won't get you the award or that won't get you the email. So, you know, I look at that. That was a tw- I just got that and that was a that was a 2023 wake up call. I made your award. Okay. And so that's going to start to formulate my 2024 cuz that's just Marriott. I've stayed at other hotels. So like to scale back on your travel? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, I mean I I'm not a traveling salesman, so this is op this is optional. Yeah. Um I mean certainly there's some that are not. I'm still right, gonna travel right, right. and we're still gonna go to swim meets and I'm still gonna take some trips, but the amount of nights I've spent away from my home this year, that's not too many. Yeah. That's not appropriate at all. So I don't know. You didn't ask about travel, so no, that, whatever. That's... But I'm telling you, what else? What's going on with you? How's your pickleball game? I don't My know. My pickleball game. Well, yeah. uh, volleyball is what I do most of the time. I play volleyball I once a week. Yeah, <laughs> play pickleball every once in a while. That's fun. But uh, how's your volleyball team? Oh, we're terrible. Oh, it's bad. I'm sorry, to we've hear been that. crushed this year. Really? It's been it's been brutal. Uh, yeah, I don't want you to come watch. I will I not come not. watch. It's been bad. We've got to keep our composure. Too far. I it's do want to come watch, so I actually do want to come Well, watch, I play so. every Thursday. Okay. Tonight I play so late. It'll probably be 10 o'clock. Oh, yeah, we'll not be It'll there. It'll be brutal. So but you're going to luggage tomorrow is what you're telling me. You're yeah, come basically. In all Just so you know, I will be luggage. Mm. <laughs> going right into the weekend because yeah. it's going to be a late weekend. It's going to be Kick a long There's a lot of stuff Are you this finally weekend? going to a game? I am going to a game. Holy cow. Yeah, I don't want to Fairweather fan. Yeah, you miss games too. One game I missed. You've only missed one? Yeah, there was actually a talk of missing this one because our kids are swimming this weekend. And we were going to stay in the vicinity. It's a couple hours away where they're swimming. And I was, we finally got right down to it. And I'm like, we're going to the game. Yeah, yeah. we're coming back. Yeah, we're actually game. doing um, a daily double, uh, Lexington daily double on Saturday, which means you go to Keeneland first, and then you go to the football game after. Pace yourself, Logan. Pace yourself. It'll be a blast. I've seen many of folks who don't make it through the double. No, I'm no, just kidding. I know be you're, fun. There was, I'll never forget in college, I mean, you'd have those those doubles, and you'd, you'd come into the day like, this is going to be the greatest day in the world, and you'd start you're at like, like asleep 9 in the two. morning. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You get to the game, you're like, please let this be over soon. This is awful. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Anyways, well, that's fun. You, you'll have a great time. It's going to look, hopefully, the weather cooperates. Looks a little iffy. Yeah, it's a little. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. But it's false, so it's, it's yeah, fun no matter what. you never what. know. All right, so we got a cool question. I'm going to say cool because we've not ever talked about something like this before on the show. And uh, so I brought it to the top and brought Maggie out from North Carolina. Maggie, what do you got? D-I-Y! Hi, DIY Money team. This is Maggie from North Carolina. I'm interested in purchasing Berkshire Hathaway, but do not have the funds available to purchase an entire stock of BRKA. Uh, I don't believe my financial vehicle, Merrill Lynch, allows for purchase of a partial stock. So should I buy BRKB or look into making an account with a different broker so that I can buy a partial stock of BRKA? Um, Thanks for your help. Uh, Love the podcast and thank you all for your time. Okay, Maggie. Uh, fun fact, not much difference between the A shares and the B shares. We'll mm-hmm. talk about, I'll let Logan talk about some of the some of the intricacies. Um, however, obviously the price. So if you want to pony up and buy one A share of Berkshire Hathaway, you're going to shell out about a half a million bucks. Uh, not, not too shabby. Uh, B share, however, right around $345 at the time of this um, recording. So I'm a B shareholder. Listen, I'm not... Uh, you know, I'm not going to put uh, that kind of money in into one particular stock. In fact, I mean, for my overall portfolio, even though Berkshire Hathaway is significantly diversified, albeit 40% of the company is within Apple. So please understand, you're getting a, a huge, huge piece of Apple by bar- buying Berkshire Hathaway. But nonetheless, Apple has been a staple in the in the market, and it's been a fantastic performer. But ultimately, just buy the B share. I mean. This is not a recommendation, but if you want to own Berkshire Hathaway, uh, there's really no big difference. Again, I'll let let Logan talk about some of the intricacies about buying uh, the A share versus the B share. Uh, That said, if you do, what I love about this environment is most brokers... Uh, self-directed brokers. Merrill Lynch is not a self-directed broker. Schwab is not typically a self-directed broker. Many of them have advisors. You can open a self-directed account there, but uh, for the most part, it's not. However, something like a Robinhood is a self-directed. And in fact, even Fidelity has some self-directed options where you can pick up partial shares or fractional share ownership. I love it. I absolutely love it because someone like my son who has a Robinhood account and he's putting in, you know, $10, $15 here or there, he doesn't have to wait to get the whole amount to buy one share of something. He can buy fractional shares. I love it. It used to be historically for smaller investors they had to wait until A, they had enough to purchase the shares or B, the shares were splitting, right? Many people think that splitting a stock is a great thing. Oh my gosh, I'm getting more stock, and more than likely it's going to keep going up. Newsflash, it's a mathematical calculation thing that really doesn't make a hill of beans. And so it's all psychological if, in fact, it does keep going higher uh, in the short term because it doesn't make a difference. All they do is issue more shares, they cut them in half, the price goes in half, etc. But traditionally speaking... It was a way for a company to kind of, in good faith, make their stock available to younger, newer investors. 
Nowadays, since most places allow fractional ownership, I don't think you're going to see many splits. I don't think you, I mean, you're not. You're seeing much less than you used to be. And quite frankly, if someone does split now, more than likely they have an, this sounds bad, but an ulterior motive. So for example, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, I'm going to go to a weed hole here, but, but just bear with me. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is called a price-weighted index. And that means the price of the particular stock determines the, the weight of that stock in the index. So if a stock has a significant price, it can easily overweight the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Now, this is not true in the S&P. That's market cap weight. It's totally different. So a lot of times, not a lot of times, but sometimes a company, if they either want to be considered for Dow uh, investment or they need to kind of reweight themselves, they will consider splitting the stock in order to bring the price down such that they don't carry so much weight in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. That would be the only sort of, you know, kind of mechanics behind someone splitting in today's day and age. Other than that, you know, sometimes you see reverse splits. That's never, in my opinion, a good sign. That's typically somebody reverse splitting, meaning they're taking shares in and they're and they're increasing the price, and that's more often than not to avoid being delisted. So a lot of companies have a certain price that they have to uphold in order to be listed on the New York Stock Exchange or the NASDAQ or the American Stock Exchange, and if they fall below that for a certain period of time, they have the potential of being delisted. Well, that's not good. If you can't own the stock, why would you keep it? Well, then you'd sell it. So a lot of times companies will um, reverse split and the price goes up, and a lot of people think, oh, wow, I just made a ton of money. No, you didn't. You just have half the shares now, and it's a higher price. So, again, getting back to your question, just buy the B. Thank you, brother. You can take that thing and split it right down the middle. Let's say you, Logan. Yeah, so everything you just talked about, share price and, and splitting and everything, that's why there's two shares of Berkshire Hathaway. So one of the stipulations of that Berkshire A Hathaway, and that's why it costs so much money, it didn't always cost that, it's increased in price, is that share class for Berkshire when it was created was never allowed to split. So they are never allowed to lower, to basically, you know, two for one split, give you two shares for the one share you have right now. They, they said, no, no, with those A shares, you can never do that. So they created a Berkshire class B in order for people that don't have the ability to put half a million dollars into one stock, the ability to buy that. So basically, Berkshire created that before this fractional shares thing was an item. So that's what happened. Interesting fact for myself, the first stock I ever ever actually bought on my own in my own name was Berkshire Class B. Again, not a recommendation, but that was the first stock I ever bought. It's kind of like an index, has different portfolios in it. So I purchased it at the time and, and liked that company. There's a lot of different share classes across spectrums of the stock market. And you just have to read and do a little bit more research. Sometimes you have different share classes that have voting rights and non-voting rights. That's similar to Google. Google has two classes of shares. One has voting rights and one does not have voting rights. With the Berkshire stock, the only real difference is because you have a smaller share that is a smaller price 
for the Berkshire Class B, you get like one ten thousandth of a vote that someone that's paying for the Class A gets. So that's the only real difference between those two. There's not a there's not a major major difference. They can actually move separately though. So Berkshire Class A and Berkshire Class B do not have to necessarily if A is up 1% today, Berkshire Class B doesn't necessarily have to be up 1% today. They can actually move slightly different from each other depending on who's buying that. So someone that has a significant amount of wealth that's buying that Class A, that might move market just slightly different than people that are buying the Class B. There's not a whole lot more to add there. I think anytime you're buying a company, do your research. Voting rights in this day and age for one share out of trillions of shares that are out there for some companies are not essential necessarily. But if you really want to have voting rights for something, then you need to do your research and make sure you, you buy the right class of shares. You still get invited to the Berkshire Hathaway annual meeting, which yeah. I have never been to. I surprises might, me. I might, it there. surprises me too. Yeah. I might go uh, because obviously Charlie is not getting any younger, and neither is Warren. Right. And I think I might, maybe I'll go this year. Well, you have well, a Warren, I just you said have a Warren I'm not Buffett letter. Yeah, I got rejected from working. I tried to work for him uh, for for free, like probably eight million people a year do. And I sent him a letter and told him uh, how much I would be an, a valuable asset to his his firm. And and he was like, "Yeah, no thanks." <laughs> but, so I kept but that's the pretty cool. You have a letter. That's I told by my son you, just the other day. I was driving and I, yesterday, and and we were talking about because he he's reaching out to coaches. He has to be proactive in his swimming. And and I said about reaching out to one particular coach, and he's like, "Dad, he doesn't even take the email." And I was like, so what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what? Send yeah. it to him anyways. Who yeah. cares? Uh, I used to do that all the time. In fact, I didn't save it, but I had dialogue with Mark Cuban once, and he gave me great advice. He he basically just said, you know, I was talking to him about growing the business, et cetera, and his email back, which, whatever, was short and sweet, but he said, work hard, work smart. Work hard, work smart. And so I I, I took that. You know, I was like, that's, that's a lot of wisdom in mm-hmm. that. I don't agree with everything Mark Cuban says or does, but there was a lot of wisdom in that. So – uh, maybe I'll go this year, even though I just said I don't want to keep traveling uh, and I want to reduce that. Maybe I will go out to Omaha and uh, and go to the Berkshire Hathaway. Omaha! But I will not buy, like, C's candy and furniture and all the rest of that crap that they mm-hmm. hawk out there. They're mm-hmm. brilliant marketers, by the way. Come on out to the annual meeting and buy all this other stuff that <laughs> we're, we're selling. sell you everything. Yeah, yeah, they do. I mean, the, the numbers are unbelievable when they sell. Uh, yeah, like, no, I've just, seen The yeah. numbers are amazing. Okay, uh, you know, not a recommendation, Maggie, so, you know, take it for what it's worth, but, uh, you know, maybe we'll be fellow Berkshire Hathaway bee owners, you and I. Uh, the other thing I have, real quick, two seconds, you got, what do you got, a broker at Merrill? Like, what's that all about? Maggie, you're flipping out? <laughs> no, I'm happy. So you're buying your Berkshire, you're doing the homework, you're investing this, now you're going to put that in there, and then right. the guy's going to charge you for that? Like, right. Come yeah. on. I think you need to look at maybe some self-directed stuff. My my two cents on that, Maggie. Just do some due diligence. Make sure you know what you're paying for. All right, friends. Remember, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Maybe consider Berkshire Hathaway. Hey, who knows? And do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card.
This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.